it is incredible when a guy like Justin Brayton can still perform on a bike and he still does perform on his bike. Again, 20 plus years of running Supercross. We caught up with him earlier and I, I needed to compare something with him given an injury of mine and a mountain bike. It's Justin Brayton oh, uh, as he gets set to retire for 20 years from Supercross at the Lucas Oil Studios. Like for the first time in six months, I broke my collarbone. The last time I was on my mountain bike, it was a legit fall too, buddy. It was. It wasn't it one was. of those happy <laughs> ass falls, okay? Nice. But I went back to the scene of the crime, Justin, for the first time on my mountain bike mm-hmm. and kicked that one portion's ass. <laughs> Are there times when you fall on the bike, whether it was Texas or Arizona or Florida, where you have fallen, taken a big dinger, took you out for several races, and you went back there specifically to kick that track's ass? Oh, 100%. I mean, honestly, that started a long time ago when I was four years old, five years old. That's what my parents taught me. If you crash, you got to get back on. And and um, that's a big life lesson with anything, right? So nice work. Not nice work on the crash. Sorry about that, but uh, <laughs> nice work on going going back out there and, and conquering it. So, yeah, we deal with that on a week-to-week basis, trust me. <laughs> when you hit those tracks where you've had a pretty gnarly dinger, is it behind you or are you one of those guys that carries it with you to motivate you to kick some ass? Uh, you have to put it behind you as soon as possible. It's kind of cliche to say, but it's the truth. I mean, I had a, I had a big crash a few weeks ago in Indianapolis. Typically, Indy has been a great city for me, a great stadium, and uh, this year it wasn't. So uh, you win some, you lose some, but you got to get back on the horse and, and uh, get, get straight back to work. And as many times as, as we've taken a digger, if I wasn't <laughs> able to get back on or put it behind me, I would have been done many, many years ago. <laughs> well, if you can put some of the bad memories behind you, you can't put the good memories behind you. For instance, your Daytona win. I mean, that never, ever leaves your cerebellum. No, definitely not. I mean, I've still got the trophy on the mantle in the living room. So yes. I, I like to get reminded of that one a lot. And uh, yeah, super proud of that still to this day. Obviously, it was a few years ago, but to be the oldest to ever win a Supercross in really a, a young man's sport, right? That's that's what we've been taught for so many years is you, once you turn 30, it's kind of over. But uh I think I was, I was, you know, one of them to kind of rewrite that, that book and, and um, to be able to win at almost 34 years old and, and think the sport and, and really all sports on, you know, across the board, uh, becoming older and older champions and, and older and older guys that are performing at their best. Well, yeah, you look at, okay, football with Tom Brady last year, you just brought up Indy. So I'll bring up Indy. Elio Castroneves winning his fourth Indy 500 in his forties. So yeah. What do you attribute that to your longevity in the sport? Because Supercross, like we've discussed here just briefly, takes a beating on your body. How have you been able to manage so many years in the sport? Uh, Great question. I think uh, there's so many different answers, I guess, to that. But the biggest thing is just, mentally i think our bodies are capable of so much you know um even well into our 60s probably there's there's people running marathons in their 80s i just think the biggest thing is mentally um being at the top for that long and every weekend you're expected to get a certain result which is win the race or or win the, the game or whatever so that's the biggest thing that i think is is um the the number one factor to to people leaving their sport early 
And then you see a lot of, you know, it's, it's common in every sport. There's so many comebacks, right? You retire and then it's like, Oh, wait a second. I've got a few kids at home and <laughs> they're kind of getting on my nerves. <laughs> I want to go. Race so you, you, you see that all the time, right? You see football players come back. So I didn't want to be one of those people um, wanted to kind of run it to the, to the bitter end until I'm at least, you know, still super competitive and never wanted to just be a, a you know, a filler in the field. I wanted to be competitive. So um, yeah, it's been a, been a good run, but I think time to time to call it good and, and um, happy to, to do it almost to end of my forties. Mm-hmm. Well, Justin Brayton, the other side of that coin is that a lot of athletes or at least one in particular in the NBA wants to stick around until his son is ready. So he could yeah. play with his son or against his son. Is that something that you might think about doing is waiting until the kids are ready to race. And so you can race with them. Uh, no, it's, it's definitely not something that I've thought about just mainly because my kids are, are seven, four and almost one. So it would be a long time. <laughs> I would think they would kick me out of the sport by then. Uh, but I mean, what a cool story, right? With LeBron, you know, maybe playing with his son and, and, uh, um, yeah, I've been in it long enough to where my kids or my oldest two have got to see what I do, which I think is really important. Um, got to see me live out my dream and, and kind of be a role model for them to say, Hey, look, if dad can do it, I can do it. And, and, you know, he set out for a dream many years ago and was able to achieve it. And, and, um, so yeah, hopefully they take something from that and now we can do whatever they want to do. And I'll, I'll be a T-ball coach with the best of them. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did not not hear Supercross in there. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of guys, when they they talk about leaving and the the R word, retirement, they're not prepared for anything. What what do you have in mind to do? Is it going to be a – you're going to become a team member, a team owner? uh, What's going to happen with Justin Brayton? Are you going to be involved in the – sport at all or are you going to go another direction altogether well i, I like your guys's name with speed freaks because i'm a i'm a speed freak and and i like all things two wheels and four wheels and uh was able to get in a dirt track car last year and i was totally addicted <gasps> totally hooked um oh. also i i love supercross and and all things motorcycles i actually own a motorcycle dealership in charlotte north carolina called 10 cycles um, I love bicycles. I love, you know, I've had a relationship with specialized bicycles for a long, long time. And so, yeah, maybe race some bicycles, uh, maybe get in a dirt track car, maybe a sprint car, but um, <laughs> anything racing. You, you, if you got a race and I can be in it, I'm, I'm there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's, that's mm-hmm. outlandish. First That's awesome. Uh, Charlotte. How do you end up in Charlotte in NASCAR country and talk about sprint cars and dirt? Uh, you got your mind in a thousand different directions here. Yeah. So what brought me to Charlotte was Joe Gibbs racing. I raced yes. for coach Gibbs for four years and uh, became really close with the Gibbs family. And I know some of the numbers, I guess, behind the scenes on how much it takes to drive a NASCAR, and <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> but to get in a dirt car, that's somewhat affordable. So, um, uh, but yeah, I, I love NASCAR, love everything about it. Got really close with some of the drivers while while I've lived here, and um, respect them guys like like no other. So for me to jump into something like that at at 38 years old, uh, it would I, I, it wouldn't be possible. So. Um, 
so yeah, just kind of have fun with the dirt track thing. And, and, um, but supercross is, is my passion and that's, you know, that's where I've built my, my life from. And, uh, so I'd love to be a part of a team somehow, some way. Um, but you know, whether that's achievable or not. And, and the big thing is the travel too, with, with three kids to be on the road as much as I've been on the road, it's, it's really difficult. And, and, um, but we'll see. I think there's a lot of different things, uh, that could potentially happen, but we'll just see where life takes us. Yeah. I want to, I want to follow up on this dirt conversation because right above your head, Justin, there's a sponsor logo for Lucas oil. Lucas oil is the sponsor of the biggest dirt event in, in the country, the Lucas oil chili bowl nationals in Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm sensing, I'm sensing, might we see Justin Brayton hop into a, a sprint car at the chili bowl nationals <laughs> next year. I would say definitely not next year. I need to learn how to drive one first. <laughs> so, uh, but would I love the opportunity to have a test day and, and enjoy it? Absolutely. Uh, you know, jumped in the dirt car and right away felt comfortable. I've been, I've been racing on dirt since I was four. So I believe there's a, there's a true skill in reading the dirt and where there's traction and where there's not. So I picked up on that really, really quick and throttle control. There's so many things that cross over right between the motorcycle and, and racing on dirt on, on four wheels. So, um, yeah, would love to at some point check it out. And, um, but I've heard about the chili bowl that, that looks like some fun. 20 years in supercross, Justin Brayton joining us here on the freak nation. And you talk about NASCAR and supercross, and we've kind of forgotten about what a lot of people thought was a gimmick for NASCAR where stages stage wins, and then you win a race, you're in the playoffs. Is that something now at 38 years old that you could have seen coming to Supercross? Or do you still like the fact that you've got to be the best G-damn rider on the track to win that race and to win that championship at the time? Great question. And, um, you know, there has been talk of, of potential chase format or playoff format in our, in our sport. And I, I like it. I really do just – to be consistent for 17 races and to be at, on your A game and, and not only those 17 races, but the three months prior to the season to try and stay healthy. It's obviously, you know, fairly dangerous sport. We, we have get offs quite a bit. And if you can stay healthy for that long, is that, it's a skill in itself. But also, I think, you know, if you had a minor injury coming into the season and you started slow and you were on your form late in the year, I think that should be rewarded. Um, so I think it would be neat. I think it'd be neat to have some sort of playoff or chase format. Um, I, I think it would be cool to uh, award, you know, points for heat race wins or, or have something else throughout the day where you can really gain some, some points for your, for your championship. Maybe, you know, they've got the triple crown format at three of the races. Now I love that. I was able to get a, a couple wins there. Um, so, yeah, I think mixing it up is great. I think it's great as a fan. You know, uh, there's been years where I've been injured and was able to watch some races at home. And I'll tell you what, watching a triple con race is so exciting. It's just <laughs> it's just awesome as a fan. So as a rider, maybe not so much because you, you got to line up three times with the best guys. Um, but also at the end of the night, if you win it, you know that you you were the man. So um, I, I think change is, is, you know, they say change isn't always good, but I think sometimes it is. Justin Brayton, I want to go back to 
something you said earlier, and you could give me whatever secrets you want to or not, but you mentioned that you could look at dirt and tell where the traction is. Uh, how do you do that? What am I going to see if I look at the dirt and say, oh, I can get some traction? I know if on snow, people think that, you know, you could get on the snow, drive in the snow and get more traction, obviously, than you do on the ice. But how do you do that on dirt? A lot of trial and error, a lot of thinking your front tire has traction and then all of a sudden it doesn't and you're on the ground. Um, just the color of it. Yeah, the color of the dirt um, and, you know, pebbly and, and you know, there's our, our front tire is so narrow. And think about the speeds we're at and how much trust we have to have in that tire. A lot of that is just reading the dirt, where it's going to be slick, where it's not, where I can have maximum traction. And most of that is the color of it. And then also just testing it out, like the, the previous lap, you might go in there a little too hot and slip a little bit and like, okay, well, there's the maximum traction to that point. I'm going to maybe open up my turn a little bit or, um, and it's just something I've done forever. I mean, if you do something for 30, you know, 30 something years, you're going to learn it. And, and that's what I've done on dirt. I've played in dirt my whole life. And, and um, so, yeah, you, you just get to a point where you can read it really well. It just drives me crazy, mostly in four wheels, in that people just say, oh, I can drive a car on the freeway. You know, this is not that hard. Yeah. You just throttle it. The same that you're saying right now. It's like there's so much. It's it's a mental game as well as a physical game for you guys out there. For sure. And then if you do find where that grip is, two laps before the other guy <laughs> finds out, that could be the difference between winning and losing the race on two wheels or four wheels. So. Um, and the track's ever changing. I mean, there's every single lap, you know, we do anywhere from 25 to 30 laps at a supercross. every single lap, the dirt's changing and the, the, the turns are changing and the ruts are ever changing. It's just, a it, the track's alive. You know, a lot of people say that like the track is actually alive and it is, it's just changing every lap. There's something different and the quicker and uh, better you can adapt, uh, compared to your competitors. That's, there's been nights where it's, you know, netted me a win and other nights where I've, I've been a little bit late on it and it will cost you three or four positions. You were talking, I believe, I believe it was you, you were talking about the dirt at Detroit, talking about rocks and freaking body parts and car parts. <laughs> <laughs> GM and Ford parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is that true? You, you could, they, aren't they responsible of sifting through the sand and the dirt to get those big chunks out for you guys? Yeah. And they do a good job of it. You know, Detroit was a little bit rocky, but I actually don't mind that. I, I, you know, I don't want to go to tracks every weekend where the dirt's the same and they've sifted it and it's just perfect. Um, I think it's good to have different, you know, changes throughout the year. And, and if it's a rocky soil, if we're in Phoenix, Arizona, for instance, uh, it's obviously desert and, and rocky and hard pack. I think it should be rocky and hard pack. And, and not just perfect dirt like we see in like a St. Louis. I think St. Louis has the best dirt of the year. Uh, that black, really nice, nice soil. So I think it's cool to go all over the country, race on different types of soil. And, you know, when we're in Florida, it's sandy, right? And, and it should be sandy. We should be racing in, in some really soft conditions. So I, I like that. But no, they do a great job of, of sifting the dirt and getting the rocks out and 
and the car parts and all the stuff that you you had mentioned. <laughs> well, that's a whole other animal. You're right. Uh, again, Justin Brayton here in the Freak Nation, 38 years old, retiring from Supercross after two decades. We've been doing this for 22 years, so we know how things can put a beat down in your body. But damn it, which reminds okay, you're 38. What does your body feel like? Does it feel 38, or do you need to add on a few more years? It, it just depends on the day. Today, I, today I feel pretty good. I feel like about 27. Uh, two weeks ago, I felt like I was 61. So, <laughs> just just depends on the day. But no, it's actually been good. I, you know, that's the thing about staying in it this long is that I have to keep my body fit, have to keep it in shape, and that helps. You know, there's that good old saying of. If you let the old in, you'll never get it out. And if you slow down, you'll never speed back up. So I, I kind of live by both of those mottos. Hey, buddy, thanks for doing this. Good luck this weekend, man. And it's always fantastic when you roll in the Freak Nation. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it.